Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio can play the villa Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star Her Jake Jilly lose the smoke position We about to talk about Bushy Pictures Lilo DiCaprio can play the villa Michael B. Jordan to be Mrs. Star Her Jake Jilly lose the smoke position We about to talk about Bushy Pictures Welcome to the show your favorite actor, my favorite actor, is our, our favorite, favorite actor. actor. I right. get used to that. I got different ideas brewing in my head. I got ideas. Now you ain't ready. Um, all right, you know that what, was about to be whack. <laughs> you know what this is? This is uh, or whatever. Whatever it means. You know this episode. Man, I don't know what this show is. <laughs> Another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallit, the podcast cast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get talking about something else. But you can almost maybe, might, something, mention the individuals. Make <laughs> up the name of this here. John. You already know what it is. It's your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Young Denzel, a.k.a. O'Shea Bratz in the third. Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens. Uh, Robert Balmain Jr., Peter Party Starter. Um, once again, I am not Ben Nathlessberger, Nantonio Brown, Navion Bell. <sighs> Who else I am? You can call me Nady Mint. Or you can call me Black Boy Nate. Genuine. Nate Yawine. <laughs> I was going to say, this dude was just going to call himself Genuine. <laughs> no, I ain't about to say that. I was going to maybe say something like Ginger Snap. Uh, who else I, I is? Roly Man. People only call me Ginger Snap when I break redheads in half. That's Fred a bar. Roly Wings. That's a bar. I got to spread my Roly Wings on that one. Anyways, you can listen to the great musical podcast right now. Uh, I share three share your woof. Don't even know the name of this dude's podcast. <laughs> share the door podcast and the Leo B. Gyllenhaal Hall podcast on soundcloud.com slash the great musical, as well as you can hear the great uh, Leo B. Gyllenhaal Hall and a couple episodes of both of those podcasts on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts app. It is Joaquin Penny's worth laughing to your kidneys hurt. No short dress, but the semi skirt. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kayanya, Fix My Life, Van Zandt, Kai Dollar Sign, uh, Booking Agent K, Kayanya, Taylor Joy. I need to get another guest on here here shortly. Fossil Man, Terry Hightower, uh, Cool Breeze, The Kingpin, The Bocce Chef, The Name Generator, Neon Ember, FPG, uh, Raymond Kane, Uncle Hami. Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Me, me, me. Like a package. That was a whack beat. But alright, you've seen the new episode since the last... Oh, do you see any new episodes? You see any new movies since the last <laughs> yeah, episode? Well, I seen a couple. They put a couple new episodes. Uh, uh, Love Connection up. I seen them. <laughs> uh, I seen a few movies. I don't know why I would stick uh, a gummy worm in my mouth. I just, uh... All right, so. I, uh. Dang. Let me see. I'll do this in struggling. order of. Which was 
watched the first Iron Man movie okay. uh, at my parents' house. It was less action than I remembered, but it was still good. Oh, yeah, that movie definitely has a little bit of action. <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked how they did the origin on that. Uh, got to see Terrence Howard's first and last MCU appearance. <laughs> Maybe a DC uh, let him replace Henry Cowell or Superman. <laughs> no, thank you. That would be very whack. Then on Netflix, watch Sierra Burgess is a loser. Um, oh, with the girl from uh, Stranger Things? Yeah. Well, now she's on Riverdale. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shout out to Riverdale coming back in October. <laughs> uh, she had, she's only been active since 2016, and her resi is pretty solid. Yeah, she was working on a movie theater. Stranger Things, Riverdale. And then she had a whole nother, that show with the dude from How I Met Your Mother that got canceled on NBC. It was called like Rise or something. He was a teacher with all them black kids. And uh, I think I know what you're talking about. I didn't know she was a main character on that. Because it got canceled so fast. I, I didn't want to know how she was doing that in Riverdale. But anyways. Because <laughs> her role in Riverdale is not that big. That's crazy. And then she got a couple movies. But uh, Sierra Burgess is a loser. Just if you got Netflix, just click over it and then it'll give you a trailer for the movie. But basically it's this loser and uh, the cool girl gives her phone number to this guy that wanted the cool girl's phone number. Sierra Burgess gets to text him with this guy and the stories ensues, blah, blah, blah. But the guy, the and the guy apparently was in all the boys to all the boys I loved. Oh, so he got a Netflix deal. That's what, that's what I was telling Milkshakes. Because she pointed out, I didn't recognize him because I was confusing the two guys in the movie anyways. And it's liable to not be true coming from her, but I took her word for it. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, this dude must got a Netflix deal. <laughs> when you go, when you get you a Netflix project, you must got to sign one because Catherine mm-hmm. Langford's new show on Netflix. Yeah, they def- I've definitely been seeing people pop. I know, uh, what's his name, King Batch? I know. Yeah, he got, yeah, he signed him a first look Netflix deal to play uh, background characters. <laughs> That's three movies he's been in? Uh-huh. Or at least. But the guy, the loser, liked, thought he was texting with the popular girl, like I said, but he was really texting with her, but... He FaceTimed the girl he thought he was texting, and the popular girl was with the loser, or with Sierra Burgess, and they, and she was on, the popular girl was on the camera, and the, and the loser talked in the background, and she was just starting to lip sync with it, he fell for it, he was like, oh, we got a bad connection, and then, oh my gosh, RJ, Billy from the Power Rangers reboot, Siler, he was in this movie, and like, he was good. Just didn't have no like that funny, that funny stuff written for him. Oh, then he wasn't the funny black guy. He was putting on that funny black guy performance, but it wasn't necessarily like really hitting to me. Probably hit to like older white people or something. Like <laughs> that Negro is hilarious. But uh, also, uh, Chrissy Metz was in the movie playing the popular girl's mom. With the fear of aging, so to say the least, she looked interesting. But mm. overall, it was cool. But it had like a easily writ- written, predictable ending that uh, that you could see from a mile away. Um, I watched Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay, I got some stuff about this movie. Uh, when let me look at my notes here. 
when they got to the <laughs> this is just me nitpicking because it's a good movie. <laughs> and literally, there's really nothing like necessarily wrong with this movie. But when they got to the intro part, I thought they were going to show scenes from the previous five films. Nah, they show you previous. Showing scenes from the movie. Showing scenes we're about to see. I think they've done that in the past. But I think they did, and I think I feel like I say this every uh, time. Because like, oh, it's right. always like. Why are y'all doing this? Why y'all spoiling the movie for me? Recap the last movie. We I really did. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was like, it's not like a big. What was I about to say? Oh, uh, when Henry Cavill first appeared, it was sounding like he was doing his Superman voice for a cartoon. I'm like, that's his real his version of American accent. Cause I thought he was just doing that for Superman, but. It, nah, he, he, he ain't that a good of action. Yeah, he was doing that. His accent links. Yeah, it it was it was pretty distinct. But like I said, I'm just reaching, like I'm stretching. Uh, Exercise. Watching this made me want to see like Henry Cavill and some more good stuff, but not like his Netflix show or Justice League, <laughs> just like some other stuff. Then I was picturing him, <laughs> and I was picturing a Mission Impossible movie with the guys from Raid. I'm like, that would be nuts. <laughs> Even do that or put the guy from right in there. Let, uh-huh. let him beat the crap out of Tom Cruise. Yeah, because Henry Gavin didn't finish him off like he should yeah. <laughs> have like finished off a 60-year-old man. You're too big. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was thinking about if Ethan Hunt was in real life, would a person his age really feel like doing all this stuff? No. Because if you think about it, uh, what's his name from Lethal Weapon was saying he was too old for this. And he was probably about, when the first look at it, he was probably about yeah. 40, 45. <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> going to say that when the series started. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, we know Tom Cruise is crazy, so you have to separate him from it. Tom Cruise would do that stuff. But average 60-year-old man. Uh, and then probably about the 120, 130 mark. There was so much trickery and double crossing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was hard to keep up, but it was entertaining. Uh, it was impossible for uh-huh. you. I remember in these movies when it was a shock that that uh, they would take a mask off and uh-huh. <laughs> reveal that it was someone else. <laughs> but now it's like Scooby Doo. <laughs> you just expect it. Like, he wanted to take his mask off. Right, like, when they did that <laughs> one, where Simon, where uh, they took off the Simon Pegg mask and it was the one dude. Then they took the mask, that dude's mask off of him and it was Simon Pegg. I'm like, I don't know what any of that just mean, meant. Their masks look too good. Yeah, that was. Because I remember in Ghost Protocol when they were showing the new technology to make these masks. Uh, and then around that same time, everybody turned, uh, turned their back on Superman. And then I was like, I'm starting to accidentally root for him. <laughs> <laughs> And then, at first, I wasn't thinking about it. And then, all of a sudden, I was like, where's Jeremy Renner? And then, then, so I was like, let me read about this. Yeah, and granted, I was missing some stuff because I was reading a a whole bunch. And of course, I was read they was going to kill his character off. Mm -hmm. But he turned down the cameo. uh, Because he was frustrated with the schedule from the last one because he had to keep leaving his family. And and then, and then, and then, uh, and then they was having problems because he was, of course, supposed to do Avengers, but then Avengers didn't need him for the. <laughs> for this. I guess that that's crazy. Like, hey, we don't need you for this one. Like, and okay, so then well. he was like, I don't know what I really can do. And then they was like, they the Mission Impossible people weren't ready to write, like knew exactly what they were going to write yet, so they didn't know when they was going to need him. So basically, 
You have to have an open schedule, they were saying. That's crazy how that movie started shooting before they actually had a full or a full schedule or yeah. a full script written mm-hmm. and it turned out to be as good as it was. Yeah. They better think their lucky stars Tom Cruise messed himself up. Yeah. Jumping from that <laughs> Give him some time to write. <laughs> roof to roof. And so and then that led me down a loophole. Uh I read they were going uh I read about Paula Patton and Maggie Q and why they weren't in the previous one. And then, of course, this one. And they claim they were too busy. But looking at Paula Patton's schedule, she could have been in this one. She could have been in Fallout. She definitely probably actually swung the fences for something like Warcraft or yeah, whatever they garbage movie. too busy. I'm like, they really did add two new women, and then those two women just were gone. Yeah, we don't need them anymore because Rebecca Ferguson came over and stole the show mm-hmm. as the now new uh, second in command. So Then I realized that. I did not recall Simon Pegg being in the third one. Mm-hmm. He's been in. For one, I keep third thinking. Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation. This one, but Mission Impossible Three. That somebody, was very forgettable. Somebody point out who Simon Pegg was in that. How old was I when I came out? So I need to know the plot. All I remember is is he's on the highway, a big explosion. He flies off his feet and slams into one of the little tipped over cars. I was about fourteen when the third one came out. <laughs> uh. Then I was wondering, I was like, what happened to Michelle Monaghan uh, with these cameos? And then, boom, she appeared as I was thinking that. Because <laughs> uh, she, of course, wasn't in the last one, but they were setting her up. I was like, I'm in these movies. Yeah, after Ghost Protocol, I thought she was about to have a presence in mm-hmm, Rock cause, Nation. Because, yeah, wasn't she, she was in, wasn't she in three? Yeah, she was in three, too. I believe so. Uh, at the very end of four. Yeah, and then... Uh, and then her her husband was that uh, old boy from American Horror Story mm. in that movie. And then uh, I was looking back at the Mission Impossible 3 cast. That was full of, like, decent stars. Aaron Paul. Uh, I need to go back and watch that Oh, boy, that's dead. Uh, what's his name? Heath Ledger. Uh, what's <laughs> Heath Ledger in a Mission Impossible He was in The Hunger Games, and he died during that time. Oh, Philip Seymour. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He was in it. Uh, a famous black guy was in it. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, Ving Rhames and Lawrence Fishburne. Ving, this might have been one of Ving Rhames was. This had a small part. Oh, okay. Or maybe he was back in it full throttle. I can't remember. But speaking of Ving Rhames, he's always pretty interesting in these movies because I don't know if that's the character or if he's that sassy in real life. <laughs> His little speaking voice, was, especially the scene where Michelle Monaghan was trying to cut them wires. The way he was talking was odd. Every time he talks, all I ever think of is yeah, he's that one fu- movie where he's the crossdresser. Yeah, <laughs> and he's funny in the Arby's commercials. So <laughs> when he's talking about the bacon and meat and all this different stuff, but uh, the white women in the movie look too similar. Michelle Monaghan and Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> I kept getting confused for a second. Uh, the helicopter scene was nice. Henry Henry Cavill basically became a Batman villain at the end. He was like a mix of Bane and Two Face. <laughs> uh, overall, it was a good movie. I can see. Uh, and then the way he. Oh no, I won't say a spoiler. I can. Uh, like if if you take like take the story away and break it all the way down, it wasn't necessarily the best at anything it did compared to other good action movies. And that ain't no diss or nothing. But, like, if you take away the good overall story, if you said, like, better fight scenes, or who had the best fight scenes, you can name a whole bunch of other action movies. 
Well, had the best, you know, helicopter or plane or chase scene. You can name a whole bunch of other movies. But the critics love this one, and it was a good movie, so I ain't mad at it. I just like the way it was shot. Like, that movie just seemed like it's meant to be on seen on the big screen. Yeah, it looked like nice. When I get it on Blu-ray, I feel like I ain't going to do it justice. I was like, I watched a, um actual, like, copy of it, and it looked, I could tell it looked nice, but big screen, of course, it looked better. And then the last movie I saw was A Simple Favor. Okay. And then, uh, before I play these clips for Milkshakes, record it post right out of the movie theater. She ain't gonna spoil the movie, is she? No, nah, I told her not to spoil it. I'm pretty sure there's no spoilers. And because my dad sent me a text and tried to spoil the movie, so I had to delete <laughs> the text and tell him I haven't seen it yet. So I'm gonna try to explain how I felt about it without no spoilers. I will say, see, now I even feel like this could be... It's not really a spoiler, but I, I don't want to set any expectations for nobody. I'll just say this was the most Anna kendrick Anna Kendrick performance oh, okay. she's yeah. ever put on. And that's not necessarily a diss for this specific movie. If she did this in a different movie, I'm like, she's going to the end of the, our episodes. I can, I can picture what that is. I can picture her just being in just like, she's just not even like confused, but just like, huh? Throughout the whole movie See? in that state of bliss it's, it's, with it's, bad jokes. It's more the like upbeat Anna Kendrick performance okay. where it's like joke after joke. But the difference between this and some of the other times, she's not like as annoying and, and the jokes actually land due right. to, you know, obviously Paul Feig is All right, that's good. Uh directing this movie. You freeze? Let me see. Ah, right, we good. Um, yeah, Paul Feig is directing this movie. Um, Blake Lively was good in this. Um, I was looking at some pictures of Blake Lively and her character. They basically just used her wardrobe from real life. She had on hit like heels and tuxedos and I stuff. Say, I'm like, that's of, how Blake Lively actually dressed. I seen a bunch of pants like she went in Ryan Reynolds' closet. Yeah. Speaking of, there were some little subtle things you would have to really be like paying attention. Where I'm like. She's similar to Ryan. She's been with Ryan Reynolds too long because some of the stuff she was saying was very <laughs> Ryan Reynolds-like. Um, I will say I didn't like really like the ending, and I felt like Get Out did it much better, and you'll see once you see this movie. Um, it was kind of predictable just based off of the fame level of one of the actors that played a character in this movie. Um, and like I said, when you see the movie, you'll know what I mean because – one of the actors was with a group of other way lesser known actors. I'm like, this person wouldn't have this small of a role if it wasn't more important to the film. But um, also, th- this ain't a spoiler. Blake Lively had a scene where she had one of the meanest crossovers and drive to the hoops. It was probably about five, six defenders on her. <laughs> It, it, it makes sense once you see it, but out of context, it makes this. <laughs> it makes it sound like this could be one of the worst movies. I'm about to say so. Is this up there with uh, my boy Andrew Garfield doing the five slammer jammer? Now, I ain't even gonna lie. I didn't like it. Still, that they would do that in this, but it, at that point, the stakes weren't like it wasn't anything. This better not be a third act basketball scene. <laughs> Nah, okay. it ain't. Let's say that. Like this movie for, ain't like campy. They playing for secrets. <laughs> uh, let's see. And yeah, this is a movie I actually want to see again because, of course, 
fell asleep in a couple key moments with some twists. I fell asleep right at twist time. I was like, well, I saw the movie get built up. Let me lean the seat back and go ahead and keep watching it parts. Like, yeah. I know this was a two-part series. <laughs> now, let me make sure I'm checking these levels. We're going to play Milkshakes Review. You'll probably hear me in the background yelling stuff to preserve people's uh, rights to see the movie in peace. Like, hey, chill, 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 chill. Um, but I will say we were in the theater when she said she got to get that on DVD. Mm. All these Blu-rays and 4K Blu-ray players in this. Nah, she like the old Tyvee DVD. <laughs> yeah, like some people like listening to records. Some people like the sound of the vinyl. Some people like the sound of CDQ now. DVD is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta get that full screen or widescreen. I forgot to do <laughs> Can we put that on one disc? Yikes. <laughs> you mean bad like I like widescreen. Why like I remember the when the SpongeBob <laughs> movie came out, the widescreen was the yellow case. The full screen was the pink case. I was like, I didn't really want the pink case, but I want the thing to cover the whole screen. Then they came out with HDs. HD what was it? HD something? Mm-hmm. HD DVD. That Those came and gone. And <laughs> Xbox had the HD DVD on there. PlayStation had the Blu-ray, so then you had a whole Xbox with a uh, failed system. But all right, I'm gonna play these reviews. Hey everybody, Milkshakes here doing a movie review. First of all, if you're sitting down, get up and come see the movie, okay? <laughs> so I just got done watching A Simple Favor, and as a girl whose favorite movie has been Gone Girl about three years in a row now. This is for you. It's the perfect suspense slash fashion and humor. And trust me, I'm not even one that like laughs at movies. So for me to have all of this and to be okay with it, it was perfect. Um, Honestly, Anna Kendrick, I've actually never really been a fan. Even when I watched Pitch Perfect, like it wasn't anything I was ever looking forward to. Um, I've always just kind of felt like she's the person in the movie who's just there. Um, even yeah, just like in Twilight, feeling. like you know she's in Twilight, but you're not watching the movie for her whatsoever. This movie has given me a whole new appreciation of her. And her, like, style, I guess. Not, like, clothing style, but her acting style and just who she is. And honestly, it was perfect. And I'm really happy. I was worried about Blake Lively because I just um, watched her in Gossip Girl. And I just was like, you know what? I don't know if she can take on the big screen. I know she's been in other movies, but I haven't watched them. But I was just like, I don't know. I just look at Blake and I see a gossip girl. But she's great. And I would rate this movie a a 9 out of 10, to be honest. It was good. I already won it on DVD. No, DVD. (laughs) Bye! And then probably a couple minutes went by. She's like, I ain't done. (laughs) I gotta go back. I wasn't done expressing myself. Spoiler alert. All right. Don't say a spoiler. What? People haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> okay, so in the best way I can, um, I just want to talk about why I didn't give this movie a 10 out of 10. Okay. The end of the movie sucks, but also <laughs> I, I kind of think the same thing for, for Gone Girl. You're kind of left with, like, You don't okay. like the ending of Gone Girl? 
Okay, no, yeah, no, I, I never liked the, the ending of Gone Girl because it's like, she came back and basically had forced her husband to be, to be with her and it just, it was all weird and you know, stuff's never going to be the same and he's always going to be scared of her. But anywho, in this movie, you, I will say, Blake is playing multiple characters and it's like ill. Her other character is very ill and it's weird to see them both together and... I'm trying to say a lot without saying too much, but the ending of the movie sucks because I either want someone to, to die completely, or I just wanted there to be just a bigger, like, oh, moment. And with that being said, this is where they, like, wrapped back in, like, the comedy towards the end. So they kind of just left it on that note, which is fine because, like, that's how this movie was. Like, I am the type of girl, I like detective shows. I, like, disappeared, they're gone, what happened to them. I love all that stuff, obviously, why I like Gone Girl, like a mystery. I like some pizzazz. I like a good affair, you know, someone's cheating, all that stuff. But... They they did it, like, right when you're about to, like, you know, drop your jaw, then something happens and you're laughing. So I just want to say the movie's great, but that's why it didn't get a 10 out of 10. Bye-bye. She was very close to spoiling the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, that was her opinion on it. And that was the last thing I've seen from this this week. I think we might have seen the same amount of, or you might have watched more than me. I don't know. <laughs> I only watched three flicks this week. All at the movies. That's a sign that I ain't doing anything lately. <laughs> yeah, that's, you welcome to my life. <laughs> movies, work, and gym. Um, all right. You work in gym? Oh, no, no, gym. Nah. Nah. <laughs> that's what you literally just said. All right. Time to start at the top of the barrel and go all the way to the bottom. Just so happens that's the order I've seen it in. First up. Juliet Naked. This is a super indie movie starring my girl Rose Byrne, Ethan Hawke, and um, uh, Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd? Yeah, uh, Irish man. This was a great movie. It literally had that genuine indie feel. Um, they, you literally, like, they could have shot this movie in about eh, a week or two if they really wanted to. <laughs> um, but I thought it was great. Rose Byrne, of course, was great, but I'm biased. Um, this movie was about, if I'm pretty sure a lot of people haven't heard about it. It's about this couple, um, Byrne and O'Dowd's character. They've been together for like 15 years or whatever. And Mr. O'Dowd has this sick obsession, as I like to call it, with this fictional singer by the name of Tucker... Tucker... Tucker Crow? And that's Ethan Hawke's character. He was a indie musician when he was younger. So the movie starts with um, Chris O'Dowd's character... I believe his name is uh, Duncan, ha- uh, <laughs> giving you this rundown on this guy's short but impactful to him career. And so he has like the shrine in his house, little room dedicated to his Tucker Crow posters and music. This guy literally has like maybe one or two bodies of work, but he's like obsessed with this work. He goes on this Tucker Crow fan website where him and these other people di- dissect the album every single day. And Rose Burns' character, Annie. She is just, like, annoyed about hearing about this guy every day, blah, blah, blah. He's the greatest, blah, blah, blah. She goes on the fan page, and um, I'm skipping something. Okay, so then um, they get this uh, 
this demo version of the popular album that's like a masterpiece to them called Juliet. They get the or Juliet, yes, Juliet. They get the demo version. It's called Juliet Naked, and then that's where the movie takes off, where Ethan Hawkins up coming in. So it's uh, I thought it was a great movie. It's just one of those. Like it's not too. It's not rough around the edges or nothing. Like even with the topic of cheating and finding new love in weird places and all that, it still is like just a genuine easy to take in type of movie it's very chill it's funny and it just has like you know it just makes it doesn't make you feel bad or it doesn't make you feel too good it just makes you feel like you just enjoyed yourself thought it was dope um any notes that i have besides stuff that really gets into the movie mm-hmm. no, no not really so it's a nice little wholesome <laughs> film if you want to go check it out check it out if you don't, don't. All right, next up, I at the movies I watched The Predator. I've been seeing all the reviews for this movie, talking about how it's a hot mess, it's too mm-hmm. chaotic, it's just ridiculous, and it has its story flaws. But it was violent and it was funny, way funnier than it should have been. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. Like if the story, if the flaws in the story and the dealing with the predator and whatnot and all that stuff, if it was better, I enjoyed it more. But just like letting some stuff slide because I was entertained throughout the whole film. I thought this was a great movie. The way this movie opens up and like with the, 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 how it looks in the score, you would think this is a generic Marvel movie. Um, cause it starts out in space and it reminded me of something that guardians of the galaxy would have looked like <laughs> if it wasn't that good. Um, so you're saying Shane black should direct guardians three. He should. I mean, I take it. He should definitely write it. Because even though he had his problems writing the story with the movie, he gave you some entertaining people in an entertaining storyline. So I've seen him write a good story before with Iron Man 3. He wrote that movie, right? Did he write and direct it? And then The Nice Guy. So he's a talented writer. And here he showed why I think he's a talented writer. I just think if he gets one of them big time movies again, you got to make sure somebody goes over your story. Make sure everything puts the pieces (laughs) together. So if somebody got to do a little quick rewrite to make sure everything flows together, then let that do what it does. Um, there were some scenes in this movie, like, I'm, I'm gonna try not to spoil it, cause on, um, my other podcast, Share the Door, me and Brianna were to spoil the mess out of that movie, <laughs> which with that podcast, I need to put a marker on it, because at the beginning of the episode, we're gonna talk about the last movie scene, and I ain't holding back, <laughs> so we're gonna spoil that thing, I just need to put a marker to where we stop talking about the movie, so yeah. just in case somebody wants to see it, they ain't got a spoiler, keep fast forwarding through it till they stop hearing us talk about it, but, yeah, there was a character in here who, actually kind of multiple characters, where they ain't really never killed nobody before. And then when they do see them kill somebody, it don't affect them in the slightest. And it's very odd. Like, <laughs> the average person that was dealing with this, if they killed somebody like this, they would feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. These people just going about their day. They got predator dogs in here who also have dreads. Yeah, I know that looked funny. It was very weird looking. And I'm glad a character brought up the fact that why do they have dreads too. Um, <laughs> was it Keegan that said that? Nah, it was my boy Travante. Yeah, I knew it was one of them. Yeah, the blacks got to point that stuff out. <laughs> um, there's something, if you actually pay attention to the poster of the movie, it spoils something. Not spoils, but it gives like a dead giveaway of what's going to happen in the movie. So when this happened in the movie, I was like, I didn't expect this to happen. It was, it was cool. <laughs> but I just didn't expect it to go that way. Um, The dad in the movie is the Boyd Holbrook or whatever his name is, and his son is Jacob Trimley's character. He kills somebody right in front of his son. His son doesn't feel shook at all. Um... <laughs> Sterling K. Brown's character, he's funny. 
as Brian likes to point out, he says the N-word in the movie, which feels very weird, but it's funny. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Sterling K. Get, uh, hide the straps of uh, yeah. Brown. He's in the movie. He's funny. He's a he's the um, an antagonist, but it's not really made clear why he's the antagonist. <laughs> like he just seems like one of those government officials who are shady and wants to do things to keep secrets from other people. But like he's just a little too mean, and it just really doesn't make any sense. But he's entertaining. He's not in the movie as much as the Looney Crew that's in the movie, but he was cool. Uh, they have some cool death scenes. There's one at the very end that deals with the force field. I thought it was pretty cool. Shout out to my boy Trevante Rhodes. I knew it was your boy. Who was a uh, you also call a midnight snack. I don't <laughs> know where that came from, but okay, moving past that. Um, shout out to my boy Trevante Rhodes for being in the movie for a long time. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> um, there was some technology that the humans acquired from the Predator that they were able to easily use without any explanation. Yep, just like I said, this movie has flaws in the story. I won't go deep into that. Flaws with some other issues besides the ones I just mentioned. But if you want to hear some funny stuff, mainly, actually, a lot of the cast: Keegan Michael Key, Thomas Jane plays somebody who has Tourette's. Forgot Thomas Jane is in this. The other two, the other characters from the Loonies were funny: Sterling K. Hide the Straps Brown. Olivia Munn has some funny situations. So the movie is entertaining as a whole. So she had funny situations. On camera and off camera. Yeah, uh, yeah. So as a whole, the characters are entertaining. There's violence, plenty of cool kills. So if you want to do that, enjoy, or if you into that and need that to enjoy the movie, cool. If you want to get all picky and not be able to get distracted by that and really start paying attention to the story, you'll have a different viewpoint on it. Um, and last but not least, or last but least, saw peppermint. No patty. Uh, uh. <laughs> the movie was whack. I knew it was going to be whack. I saw that 9 or 11% it had Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll find something in it to like. Nah. I mean, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen all year, as you'll see at the end of the year when I drop my complete movie list. <laughs> but it was, besides the fact that there was some action and some shooting, there's really nothing good about this movie. It was dark, <laughs> and not as in vibe. It looked very dark. I didn't know if I was in a bad theater or something, or if this was just a poorly lit movie, but I couldn't take the fact how dark it was. They... When they show you like how her family dies and all that, and they show you characters that played a part into why she wants to get revenge, do they show you kill all those characters? Nope. <laughs> Which I thought was weird. I thought this was going to be like a literal, like, they show you the people who wronged her. She trains. They tell you how she trains and gets ghosts for five years. They don't do that. They just say she got ghosts. That's crazy. And somehow like robbed a bank and robbed some guns, but they don't tell you how she trained with them guns. Go ghost and then come back and then go one by one show us all the people that wronged her leading up to the big crime boss who was behind the whole thing. Now they skip mad steps. For this movie to be an hour and 40 something minutes, they skip mad steps and focused <laughs> on one thing a little too long. Um, uh, there's a little sec- segment of the movie where they're showing you her shoot a video like for the news. And and this movie takes place in L.A., I believe, and it said it was 48 degrees at 1.50 a.m. in L.A. I don't know. That sounds very fictional to me, <laughs> but I'm not from the west side, so I wouldn't know. Um, west side. The guy playing Diego Garcia in the movie, I swear, is just a white guy with a thick Hispanic mustache, and that was bothering me. <laughs> like, I couldn't just hire an Hispanic, and if he is, my bad. Uh, <laughs> it was one good fight scene. The rest of them were uninteresting and poorly edited action moments. 
Um, they have a little twist with a crooked cop that I was like, y'all didn't, y'all didn't tease this twist at all. I mean, they teased the twist was gonna happen, but who they twisted it to? I was like, y'all didn't twist to this, uh, like in no sort of way. And I understand that's what the twist is supposed to be surprising, but not this type of twist. Don't set it up. Don't not set it up like this and then go this direction and then do away with that character so easily. It was annoying. Mm, I didn't like the way the movie ended. Mm, yeah, so this is like I ain't trying to be like sexist or nothing, but. We got this, Proud Mary, and like a uh, Breaking In. These are like three movies where a female. Paula leads. Patton, Holly Berry, Jennifer Garner, uh, Gabrielle Union. Who's the other one? Uh, Taraji P. P. Henson. Nice. That's not working. Yeah, these little uh, lead uh, super tough ladies taking on that man. That's why Brie Beat Larson got to pull up. Pull up, Dan. Shout out to Saga. Yeah, just ain't working. I ain't saying it's because of you know, like females or nothing, but whoever's writing these movies for them, give them better stories because this is not working right yeah. now. And uh, that's all I watched. Um, all right, so moving on. Before we jump into some topics for this week, got another, I'll name Hot this topic. bracket later entry. You're in. Almost <laughs> destroyed this whole room. <laughs> um, the person for this week is Olivia Munn. Texting with uh, Olivia Yaman. Who was on The Predator. Uh, let's pull up her movies. And we're doing the best movie of her film career, which I'm pretty sure will be X-Men Apocalypse. But let's, yeah. not, let's not jump the ship. For you, you would probably say Magic Mike. I mean, depends on the movies you got. Uh, <laughs> nah, it don't depend. She could be in classic movies. Never mind. Magic the Predator is better. So, all right. First up, she started her acting career in 2004 in a movie called Scarecrow Gone Wild. She was girl number one. Um, dang, she played herself in a movie right after that, and this was in National <laughs> Lampoon Strip Poker. Oh yeah, this is when she was still on uh, Attack that, of the Show. Was that a game show or that was that a video game show? Just a nerd show. Okay. Um, all right, so let's see. Nope. All right, Date Night. Okay. Or Iron Man 2. What's the better movie? Iron Man 2, I'll just say. Iron Man 2 or Magic Mike? Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. I don't like all that dancing and stuff. Oh, that That's the only thing you don't like about it, the dancing? Uh, you rather them stay still? I get it. Um, all right, Iron Man 2 or... Ooh, she was in this movie? Deliver us from evil. You ever see this whack horror movie? Yeah, she wasn't. I ain't see it. And I know for sure. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. Um, Iron Man two or oh my gosh, yeah, back to back stinkers. Mordecai. Oh yeah, with uh Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man two. Iron Man two or Ride Along two. <laughs> Iron Man two. Iron Man two or Zoolander two. Iron Man two. She's missed sequels. That's a close one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Iron Man 2 or... She jumped right in after Lifeline. She had a 2016 for you. She was in. (laughs) Right along 2. Zoolander 2. Okay. A short film by the name of Lifeline. Mm -hmm. X-Men Apocalypse. And Office Christmas Party. She did a lot of movies that came out that year. And I would say of all those... Right Along 2 was probably the best critically acclaimed movie, and it wasn't even yeah, that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not a good look. All right, so he says, okay, Iron Man 2 or X-Men Apocalypse? X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> Iron Man 2. Okay. Uh, Iron Man 2 or Office Christmas Party? 
I, I, I didn't see it was Christmas party. I don't it think. was Iron Man 2. <laughs> Iron Man 2 or the Lego Ninjago movie. Didn't see that. I would say uh, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 or Ocean's 8. Iron Man 2. Iron Man. I forgot she was in Ocean's 8 for her cameo when her and designer pulled yeah. up to the Net Gala. Natural Conversations that was being had. <laughs> and last but not least, Iron Man 2 or The Predator. I mean, I ain't seen The Predator yet, so... I would probably. It's a tough one <laughs> to keep it funky with you, but just off of I don't feel like thinking about it. I'm gonna say Iron Man too, right. even though that is <laughs> one of the my least favorite Marvel movies. But Robert Downey Jr.'s performance was still great. Yeah, um, you got Whiplash. Yeah, you can forget about that. Don Cheadle's debut. Her, if her best movie is Iron Man too. She's barely in that movie. She's got some issues. <laughs> and I, I really like Olivia Munn, so hopefully uh, Hollywood don't blackball you for running your mouth about yeah, a her. sexual predator being on set. <laughs> Just <laughs> worried about your safety. you like, Dang, I can't go to work being safe no more. Hopefully the studios don't be like, she over here worried about being safe. Like, oh my gosh, she's too much of a hassle. <laughs> they need to bring Attack of the Show back. Her and Kevin Pereira. Is it, did it freeze? Did it? Oh, no, it's still gone. Okay. Um... All right, so moving on to some topics for this week. First up, the Captain Marvel trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it? I thought it looked good, of course. It's a it's a Marvel movie. You know how they get down. Um, and obviously, they couldn't show a lot, so I, I know it's going to be much better than what this trailer shows. But we got me looking forward to it. You can see the Captain Marvel helmet in it. Everybody's discussing her punching this old lady when they clearly know the reason. But she got to be some sort of, you know, she's a scroll or something. Yeah, Um, it was the debut of. We all knew we were gonna see CGI Samuel, Mm -hmm. but we also got to see CGI Coulson Mm -hmm. or youthened up Coulson, which difference ain't too. It's not like super different. Obviously, he looks younger. Took the wrinkles out of his face. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen. Agent Maria Hill, yet if she if she's in this one, like they say, yeah, we didn't see um what's his name, the villain from Guardians. Yeah, we didn't see Ronan yet. Didn't see the Blood Diamond fella. I think they they showed him, but you couldn't like see his face or nothing. Okay, yeah, when they were the trailer once when they were swimming underwater. Oh, uh, um, that's fake. <laughs> you know, black people can't swim. Yeah. Uh, but overall, yeah, it looked good to me. Uh, I'm excited to see more from it. Definitely, of course, want to see the movie. So I'll be patiently waiting. Fifty cent. Um. Uh. uh I don't even <laughs> want to respond. You look if I, ooh, if I had the song put up, I play it. But um, yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it could have been whack, and I'm gonna still say it was cool. Just the fact that they dropped a trailer. Nothing in it was like stood out to me as like wow, but I don't really expect that to happen. Yeah, it just looked cool. Yeah, it's just cool to see like that, you know, just seeing something from it, know that we're getting closer to it. I already know the movie's going to be great. So Another I origin movie, because yeah. these Marvel origin movies be good. And this one's going to take a, di- a different approach than what I thought, because uh, I'm assuming it starts with her coming from space, and then it starts to go maybe backwards and tell how, because she's starting in the movie, she's saying, I'm starting to get these memories that maybe I've lived or have like past memories of being on Earth and whatnot. So yeah. it seems like they won't just go the straight linear route and they'll start by maybe throughout the movie her uncovering her past and stuff like that. And maybe some of that will lead to why she's gone um, AWOL from the world leading up to the events in Infinity War. 
but I can't wait to see it. Only thing with Marvel is they're having this little bad uh, habit of their posters starting to look very like poorly edited. <laughs> like, we don't care, y'all. Don't see it? We can throw y'all yeah, this little. That's how it's starting to feel because the the first poster for Black Panther. To Chadwick's face on that Black Panther body yeah. looked so crazy. They put no effort in. <laughs> the <laughs> Infinity Wars, uh, Winter Soldier's arm was messed up. <laughs> then, I don't got time for this. In this one, Captain Marvel's standing in that little crack in the little opening of the aircraft, space place, or pilot place she's at. <laughs> that just looks very just like... Her character stands out so much like she was literally taped onto the poster. Yeah, they don't got time for all that. <laughs> y'all get y'all's good product when y'all get it. So, if there's something to complain about, it's their, it's their teaser posters. That's about it. But I <laughs> uh, can't wait for the movie to come out. Um, Speaking of Marvel, Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. directed a Marvel movie. And speaking of Black Panther, Ryan Coogler directed Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler is now about to produce an original piece of work called Space Jam 2, starring one LeBron James. So this movie's getting real official. They even put it up on Instagram with like a little teaser picture. We're actually gonna make this. <laughs> so this movie's real. So first question I got for you. Oh yeah, they're also saying that they uh, um, they're ex- assuming that the movie's gonna shoot next off season. Oh yeah. If he shoots it during this season. <laughs> That would you can expect the Lakers to get. A, uh-huh. They ain't making the playoffs. Or maybe will they start shooting it in April? Will they start shooting it in May? Will they start shooting it in June or July? <laughs> that's the question that people. It's hard to build around a basketball player schedule. Yeah, that's why one basketball player shouldn't be in movies because <laughs> the only good filmmaker and actor uh, that the NBA's ever seen is Kobe Bean Bryant, aka Terry Hightower. Okay. All right, so first question for you, just keep it simple. Got more? Do you have more faith in this being good now that Ryan Coogler is producing it? I feel like it's going to be good, but the only way I'm going to completely say the movie is good, you got to acknowledge the first one. And and I already didn't really want LeBron doing this because you already know how much they compare him to Jordan. It's Let this annoying. one be a debatable movie, and they're going to be like, even Jordan's Space Jam was better than LeBron. It's not even close. It'll never be Jordan. Who's the better actor? Jordan or that's LeBron. That's LeBron, but I mean, that's nothing to debate about. All that. Who, who averaged more points on the Toon Squad? <laughs> who, who was the better leader to the Toon Squad? Yeah. Who right, had no, that better skip, secret juice? Skip Bayless is going to be wilding. Yeah, that's so why I don't watch him anymore. That's why he. they need to get it over at the very beginning of the movie. Like, Jordan's been here before. And then that's all you got to say. Just you gotta acknowledge it. If you ignore it, then that's gonna seem like he did that on purpose to maybe try when, to differentiate when he knows, like he don't be like they don't be acknowledging Jordan. So maybe when the tunes come and they meet LeBron for the first time, or they're playing basketball with him, they'll maybe make some jokes about how he ain't as good as Michael Jordan. Yeah, and, that, like and that. That, that'll be good enough. Um, is he gonna do the long arm dunk? I hope they do something different. He gonna do? Yeah, what is he gonna? Or is he? Gonna I feel sh- like he's gonna do a long arm three point shot. Say, is he now sh- he gotta do dunk. He's a dunker. Is he gonna shoot a th- if they have him make a game winning three from full court, <laughs> like somebody passes the ball right on the baseline of the other half or the other end of the court, and like the defense is so tight, he just squares up right in front of him, shoots it. I feel like it may even be a little twist to it. I feel like Michael B. Jordan may be the lead of it, and LeBron is teaching him how to play ball to go against the Monstars. Uh, LeBron doing mocap as one of the Monstars. I could, yeah, this animation better look better. 
it better. Well, I guess it's going to still be 2D. If they do 3D animation, I don't know how this is going to look. <laughs> I need to get Andy Serkis in here, but... Yeah, figure this out. Andy Serkis playing <laughs> basketball. <laughs> the reason I have faith in this movie, besides the fact that LeBron is an Academy Award-level talent... Um, uh, is the fact that <laughs> I know somebody who does have an Academy Award. Okay, uh, mean Bryant. Ryan Coogler took something like Creed, and we have all that backstory with the Rocky movies, and he was able to update that, make it of like the times and of the culture, and pay homage to the past, but also make a a better um, and more updated version with the Creed movie, and hopefully, him producing the sequel is dope as well. So. Having a credible filmmaker and one that I think LeBron will definitely listen to, I think will be dope. We also have to keep in mind the being a producer on it don't always add up. Because if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio produced Orphan. Well, yeah, uh, he had his fingers all over that movie. <laughs> it's the whack movies that I say he don't got his fingers all over. Orphan was a good movie. That movie, that movie was quietly a good movie. That movie was crazy. I always forget Vera Farmiga was in it. Me, if you want to listen to Share the Door, me and Brianna had an intense debate over her on the last episode. <laughs> um, but um, not the last episode, two episodes ago or something like that. But yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio did produce some weird movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. What else he produced? Like uh, he's produced that whack movie with I believe Casey Affleck and Christian Bale. Hey, didn't he do like Live by Night? He produced that movie, I like believe. Runner, Runner. Yep, he got some whack movies under his belt, but he, he ain't got nothing to do with those movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just his production company that his name is on. Yeah, so that's what I'm kind of feeling like Ryan Cooler may do with this one. It all right. depends on what his schedule is. Ryan Cooler, he free. All he doing is uh, like a slave. Yeah. yeah, he's just he's just working on the next Black Panther movie. His 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 career is a little tied up right now with Marvel and LeBron movies. So, um, <laughs> all right, we already spoke about Michael B. If you had to guess, because we know he's gonna be in this movie, mm-hmm. they ain't got announced nothing. Him and Ryan Cooker do everything together. Yeah, what role he gonna play in this movie? Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, a younger version of Michael Jordan or a cameo appearance? Now he's gonna be playing himself, like uh. Bill Murray's character did. Yeah, uh, if he's the 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 go to real person that LeBron calls to help uh, save the day, like Bill Murray was in Space Jam, that'd be funny. Yeah, you gotta have Stilo in there. Stilo can be a <laughs> cartoon oh. character that don't speak. <laughs> he can be the water boy of the team. Yeah. I can't wait to see where this. I can't wait to see this movie take off. I need to see a trailer. <laughs> Just like I can't wait for the Pika, Detective Pikachu trailer. I need to see that. That's weird. I hope that's who. What studio is doing that movie? Universal, Warner Brothers. I have no clue. Whoever's doing that, y'all weird for doing that first before y'all did a regular Pokemon <laughs> <weird>. movie. <laughs> they said we have a whole bunch of the regular Pokemon movies. Like those are cartoons, though. Yeah. Your first soiree into live action is the Detective Pikachu. What if people don't know about Pokemon? I mean, the off chance they don't know about Pokemon. Seeing this random P- detective, the and then when they go back and do a regular one, and Pikachu is just not speaking, and not, unless they do like they did in this most recent uh, Pokemon movie that went to theaters and have Pikachu speak, and the crowd groaned. <gasps> they were up... <laughs> 
They were so upset and shocked. I'd have been shocked too. Like, what in the world is this? Yeah, that really was disappointing. I ain't been following Pokemon in a long time, and even I was like, I like we know Pikachu ain't mouthing. He ain't saying full words. The only Pokemon that speak is Meowth. That's right. <laughs> All right, moving. Rocket blasting off. Speaking of Michael B, let's move on to Superman. Um. <laughs> Uh, so last week we were smacked in the face with a bunch of rumors. First up, rumor has it Henry Cavill being out as Superman. They were saying they were, or let me pull up the originals. The Cavill man, the cavalry, one man cavalry. Uh, okay, uh, come on, Link. All right, no Zoda. Okay, so they were saying Cavill was out as Superman after negotiations for his cameo and Shazam broke down due to scheduling conflicts. That's a weird way to part ways. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, can't... Oh, uh, you couldn't do our cameo. Like, I could... Yeah, you couldn't fit your cameo in here because of your schedule? Oh, we gotta go. Um, and which happened to be his prior commitment to the Netflix series The Witcher. Mm-hmm. They decided to part ways with the guy and they were saying they wanted to shift their focus to the Supergirl movie... Oh my gosh. Dumb. And they were also, as always in DC rumors, Ben Affleck gets thrown into the fray, saying Ben Affleck was also on the outs with the studio, and that he will not appear in Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman. Uh, fellow Justice Leaguers Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, and Ezra Miller are still reportedly on board for future installments. Rumors had positioned that Cavill's Superman was potentially to be the linchpin to the DCU, the same way Nick Fury's, or Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury was to Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. That idea was scrapped. It was also. I mean, so waxy and a super powered person being that. <laughs> and they were saying, uh, then they said it was also possible that Shaz- uh, the Shazam cameo could act as a launching pad for a replacement Superman actor. And then, um, then they were saying, an unnamed studio insider said Superman is like James Bond, and after a certain run, you have to look to new actors. There's a recognition that some parts of the previous movies didn't work, like a lot of the parts. But um, <laughs> so then that. Not Henry Cavill's fault. You're right. So then immediately after that, Warner Brothers and Henry, Cav- Henry Cavill's agent came out and refuted the rumors. Then there was a rumor flying around that Michael B. was going to, uh, Warner Brothers wanted Michael B. to be Superman. Not even very sad about that. So here's a question that we often ask on this podcast. Should DC kill this universe now and start over or just make solo standing movies? Every time it's kill the universe and then do solo movies and then be like, oh, we just did a bunch of good solo movies. Time to connect. And then... Dots. Maybe it'll be more realistic when you connect them. But uh, right now, it's just too... Y'all got the most drama I've ever... Every week, somebody's leaving the movies. Every <laughs> week, y'all do, overdoing it. There's just too much going on. You don't hear this with Marvel. There's a slow news week. Just start off a rumor that somebody in D.C. is self-imploding or yeah. they're imploding from the inside. It'll be believable. Yeah, so I don't know what they what they really doing, but I'm interested in Joker now. <laughs> Did you see the that Arthur yeah, Flacker picture? Yeah, I mean that that scene looked like that was a pivotal scene too that they leaked because that's when he's standing in front of a clown and like, huh? Yeah, okay. That that of all the DC movies, the one I can't wait for just to, just because the people behind it. I don't even yeah. know if Marty's. Or Martin Scorsese is actually still producing it. It feels like he's not doing anything for it. Yeah, because I haven't seen his name for anything, like anything around it. And then I was reading something, and they said Martin Scorsese was, Martin Scorsese was once producing the movie. Oh. Like, so is he doing it or not? I just need to know so I can level my... Uh, I need to know if, if it got 
Joaquin Phoenix to sign on. It has to be something there. The script got to be crazy. And then, but, but also seeing like if you if you break it apart from what it is, would Joaquin Phoenix do a Todd Phillips movie on a normal day? Nah, I don't think so. So that so I'm like, this got to be good. Yeah, that's why I'm. That's why I, that's what makes me really want to see it. It was because they had Joaquin Phoenix, somebody who he picks a particular type of movies, which are different and weird movies. Yeah, so there's got to be something. And Martin Scorsese was producing a a comic book movie, which uh, he's one of my favorite directors. So even though he wasn't directing, his like mind when it comes to movies is what I like. So I was interested to see. If, if he would put his stamp of approval, and even though or his his stamp on it, but and even though Todd Phillips got some misses on his resume, i.e., mm-hmm. War Dogs, Hangover Three, you know stuff along those lines, yeah. he still seems like the type of director who will give you like a gritty superhero movie. So him lining that up with Joker just all seemed interesting. I think I need to pull Todd Phillips up because Paul Feig and and a simple favor showed he can do a little bit of different stuff with. The type of movies he make. Oh yeah, I was watching this um, old clip, I believe. I think it was a of Henry Cavill on the Graham Norton, wherever that foreigner show is, (laughs) 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 on his show. And Henry Cavill said he almost had the James Bond role, and he in the Twilight author wanted him to play Edward in the Twilight movies. He would if he was in this shape he's in now. You know, crazy he would look. Uh, Him and him and uh, Kristen. Christian Bell, nope, that's not her name. <laughs> Christian, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, that is a terrible odd couple. <laughs> no, Matthew Perry. Uh, um, so when, with, when I was when I was watching Mission Impossible, I'm like, he reminds me of a better in shape, probably a better actor version of Jamie Dornan. So then I was like, him and uh, Dakota Johnson in Fifty Shades. <laughs> how would that have turned out? I mean, he would be able to still pull off those white. It's, I don't, it's not the acting. I mean, we all know Dakota Johnson ain't the best actress. Yeah, she sure ain't. I don't know about Jamie Dorn. I ain't seen him in enough stuff yet, but it's the writing in that movie. That's just so pitiful. Um, but speaking of, or with him playing, could have been playing Bond and Edward. Who could play a better super? Who could play Superman better, Robert Pattinson or Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is an active actor. Uh, how tall is Daniel Craig? Is he short? He come off about six foot, let's see. <laughs> or five eleven, but they give him the bump. No cocaine. Daniel Dang Daniel, you <laughs> you ain't a top Daniel. Daniel Carlson. Who is Daniel, Daniel Tosh, Carlson? Daniel Sloss. Danielle uh, Bergoli. That's and embarrassing. Then Daniel Craig. You need another James Bond movie out, sir. <laughs> he five ten. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you think Daniel Craig going to do a better Superman than Robert Pat? Definitely. <laughs> All right. Speaking or usually speaking of Paul Feig. Real uh, quick, Todd Phillips movies. We'll see. I'm going to name some of these movies and we're going to see if this is if this is a showcase that he can do a great Joker movie. I'm going to skip over these documentaries he did. Road Trip. Is that a No. <laughs> Old school. That show anything? I mean, that was good. So now here's yeah. the one that makes show you Starsky and Hutch. I mean, from what I remember, I thought it was good, but <laughs> I can't tell you if I would like it now. The I wouldn't have Snoop Dogg in it. School for Scoundrels. That's the one. <laughs> My man took a long break. Well, I guess only three years, but The Hangover. 
See, the hangover is what has me interested, even though it has nothing to do with Joker. Joker it's got very jokes. Funny. It's um, funny. Due date. That kind of little bit shows you the style. Now, I'm not talking about as, how good the movie is. He just has like a gritty take on comedy. So I think that is what. And the fact that Hangover was just actually a good story. It was an yeah. interesting story. So I think all that piece right. it together. You got Hangover Part 2, Hangover Part 3. War Dog shows him stepping in. He's a producer on A Star is Born. Um, Even Bradley Cooper. And I think Bradley Cooper is also producing Joker. Yeah, they they production companies together. Oh, uh, okay. I forget what it's called. It's called... I'll wait. see. They might as well date then. Huh? <laughs> Yikes. That's a crazy assumption. They work together, so they might as well just date. Oh, yeah, their production company is called Joint Effort. I feel like they don't be sitting next to each other when they produce. Right. <laughs> I got the vibe. <laughs> it's an over-the-phone effort. <laughs> Um, uh, by the way, I'm mad Zazie Beast is actually in this movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot she was. Uh, and they didn't do well in re- replacing Alec Baldwin, even though the actor they got ain't bad. It's just, I wanted a name. Uh, like a name name. Oh, uh, yeah. Let me look at this guy. Brett Cullen, I believe his name is. Come. Look at. Well, it's the oldest look picture. His, look at his headshot. <laughs> oldest picture they could have found. What's his recent movies? This man been doing movies for about 40 years. The Shallows. 42, so I know he was saying something racist in it. <laughs> ah, he ain't been nothing recent enough for me. <laughs> he Oh, they just casted somebody. Somebody who was free. They had to get somebody who was free. It was last minute. Yeah, they really. Uh, this is a last minute person. <laughs> um. All right, it's so like I was saying before. We were speaking about Paul Feig, Feig, whatever his name is. So somebody was asking him about a Bridesmaid sequel, and he shot that down, quoted as saying, I don't know if there will be one, honestly. That movie worked so well because it was about a woman having a crisis in her life and fixing it. So you don't want her to have another crisis. Makes sense. So for um, for you, I need you to fan cast the Netflix reboot. <laughs> hey. Netflix seems to skew younger. We got Katha Langford. As who? It's Kristen Wiig's character. <laughs> All right. Yikes. We got Kiersey Clemens as Maya Rudolph's character. Okay. <laughs> Gotta try to keep in this age bracket now because I dug myself into this. All right, Melissa McCarthy. We got Nicole Byer as Melissa McCarthy's character. Nicole, who is Nicole Byer? That name sounds so She hosts Nailed It. She had all them shows on MTV. Big black girl. Okay, I'm about to say, is she black? Yeah. Black one? Okay. Nicole Byer as Melissa McCarthy's character. Now we got to head towards Roseburn. Let's see. We going to go with Roseburn's character. We going to go with Bella Thorne as Roseburn's character. All right, who's left? Is that everybody? Besides the uh, the other one, the one the white girl, I don't know her name right now off the top. Blonde. <laughs> that didn't really explain. Oh, Ellie, Ellie Kemper, her Not character. Uh, I was thinking of a different one, but just Google it. But her too. I saw I need someone from Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper wasn't as famous back then, so let me find someone that's not as famous now. We gonna go with Brittany Snow. We got Britney Snow in that role. <laughs> and then who else? Britney Snow. What is her name? All right. Her name is Jilly Claiborne? 
or Wendy McClayton. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. she was in this movie. All right, so now I gotta get somebody who's more on the raunchy side. You know you want to say somebody like Aquafina. Nah, I don't want her in this movie. No, that's probably yeah, Aquafina. <laughs> she's the row. Oh, that's the cast. Or Ashley Benson. Nah, Aquafina. I don't be liking to see Ashley Benson in movies. Is uh, her and Kate Cara Delevingne dating? Yeah, Cara. De- you know with Cara Delevingne, you know how she get down. They was just spotted. Michelle dinner. Rodriguez, Saint Vincent, Mich- Ashley Benson. Michelle Rodriguez got a crazy list. <laughs> Zach Efron. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she like youngsters. But Ashley Benson was just doing the smoochy smoochies at some party, some recent party, and then they find her doing the smoochy smoochies with Cara Delevingne over in like London or something. Yeah, because it's Cara still your girl Delevingne. Huh. All right, so the cast is Catherine Langford, okay. Kiersey Clemens, mm-hmm. Nicole Byer, yep. Aquafina, okay. Brittany Snow. Mm-hmm. Who was I to say? And then did you just you just said the last person I can't think of. Ranch. No, you said Aquafina. Rose Byrne was Bella Thorne. Yeah, there right. we go. So right. Catherine Langford, Kiersey Clemens, Bella Thorne, Aquafina, uh Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow and Nicole Byer. Alright, so now That's a fire cast. Fan cast. Groomsman. Okay. By the way, go to Fancastical on Instagram if you want more fire fan cast like this. Groomsmen. All right, so how many grooms do I need to get? Or how many men do I need to get? All right, we'll do the main character, who is the the poor, trashy friend. All right, so. Then we'll have uh, the friend's wedding, the person, the guy whose actual wedding it is. The guy who's actually throwing the, the, the homie shower. I don't remember the groom's party, whatever it's called. <laughs> the bachelor party and running all that show. Um... And then you have two friends. So all five right. characters all together, I believe I just said. Michael Sarah. As the, the main character. Wig. Okay. I can see that. Christopher Mintz Plus. Alright, so we have an Maya Rudolph. <laughs> I can see him playing like the straight uh person, <laughs> the straight edge person doing all that. Jonah Hill. Melissa McCarthy. Oh, so this is being written by Seth Rogan and Nevin Goldberg, <laughs> then is what you're saying. Nah, cause then we got then we got the switch up. Uh, the Ellie Kemper row. Wait, wait, wait who, which one I want to give this to? You know you won't put your boy out, even though I seen this guy recently and he was like times was getting rough. Uh, what's the guy who never gets super superhero rows but tries out for all of them? Logan Lerman. Yeah, nah, he's not in this. <laughs> he also didn't get this row. He was beat out by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> I uh. forgot all these people are actually in the same age range. Mm-hmm. All about thirty. All right, so. Except for, yeah, Christopher Miss Paul is probably close to 30 now. All right, so. You got Mike. Mike, Kristen Wiig, Maya, Christopher Miss Plus, Melissa, uh, Jonah Hill, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ellie Kemper. Now I need, um, back on Wendy McClure, whatever her name is. McClendon Covey. You know you want to get like a. Craig Robinson. Okay, He's a little guy. older, but you got to have a black guy. I was going to say somebody either along the lines of, what's that comedian's name? White comedian that black people like? <laughs> uh, Gary Owen. Either Gary Owen, Danny McBride, nah, or, or T.J. Miller. I was, nah, T.J. Miller. I don't know if he's allowed to do movies yet. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I was going to go Danny McBride, but Danny McBride comes off as much older than them. 
<laughs> so True. is Craig Robinson. Let's just flip that and go Anthony Mackie. <laughs> All right. And the last one. Who's the last row? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I say somebody for Roseburn? No, I don't think so. All right. So I just might have missed. Roseburn. Let's, let's flip the- Joseph Gordon Levitt to the Roseburn. All right. So now we got an open row. We're going to put Jay Barishow in that Ellie Kemper row. Okay. All right. Cool, 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 cool. That one sounds much better than your Netflix reboot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. We spoke of, or we mentioned Creed earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Your boy, Dolph Lundgren, uh, almost turned down the Creed 2 row just for <laughs> typical reasons. Like, I don't know if they'll do the movie justice compared to the first one, uh, but he said in his own little words. Um, my question to you is, what reason would you turn down a movie with Michael B? And I know it got it. Here, here's the reason why <laughs> you would turn it down. Michael B broke up with me. All right, whatever. <laughs> somebody, somebody, uh, Michael B has a cl- girlfriend now. <laughs> all kind of, all type of stuff uh, you would say. Nah, you would do a movie, Michael B, even if you had to drive through a hurricane. If you had to drive through Hurricane Florence, you would still make your way to that city. Okay, that's because I want to be in a movie <laughs> with a famous person. Nah, you would be a. <laughs> You would be a background little no-name character that ain't even in the credits. I would put that on my regular job resume. <laughs> I'll be applying for something. Like I was in a movie with Mike B. Like a, and I can call him Mike now because we close. Okay. Glenn. Um, reason I would turn that down. Glenn. It would have to be I'm doing a movie with Will Smith or something. Okay, so that, there goes the question. So if you had two offers on the table, okay, Michael B movie. Will Smith movie, both same caliber row. You get one screen time, uh, one piece of screen time with the actor. Okay, which movie are you choosing? You going with the legend or the upcoming legend? All right, so let me really think about this. Well, at the end of the day, Will Smith still Will Smith. And we'll throw a little the we'll, biggest YouTuber right now. We'll, we'll throw another wrench in this. Miles Teller. Got a movie where you be his co-star. I'm talking y'all both on the screen for over <laughs> an hour and 30 right. minutes of peace. And what's, what's, <laughs> that's a little risky. Are you doing the Miles Teller movie, the Michael B movie, or the Will Smith movie? And I'm talking this Miles Teller movie could get your career off the ground. It could have you have, <laughs> have put you in the faces of a bunch of people like, dang, he about to have that Tiffany Haddish come up. You know what? It's a big risk. Throw me in the Miles Teller. And the reason I need to be thrown in the Miles Teller, because if I blow up, I can get Will Smith's number. I can get Michael B's number. And I can call them numbers? and say, y'all want to do a movie with me? I'm the guy that was sitting opposite of Miles Teller. Huh? So and that's the chance. Because you goes, see, T- Tiffany Haddish did one movie, and she was rubbing elbows with Oprah. Uh-huh. So you know if I kill this movie with Miles Teller, right. I'll be rubbing uh, elbows with Oprah. Alan. Okay, so let me. Steve Harvey. Who <laughs> has a mustache or a beard now? Yuck. <laughs> I think I saw. All right, so branching off on that one, adding more stipulations. All okay. right, what if you had an Academy Awards level role mm-hmm. starring opposite of Ansel before Baby Driver? Pre Baby Ansel. And, and you get to choose between that. The Michael B. and Will Smith movie, but if you choose the Ansel movie, mm-hmm. you'll never get to work with Michael B. and Will Smith. 
Well, I guess I'll do the Will Smith movie then. Because <laughs> I'm sure I would have got fired off the Anza movie if this is pre-Baby Driver answer anyways for snuffing them or something. <laughs> On set fight. Yeah. It's about to be a boy On set fight. fight. I ain't played boy fight in a while. What games you want to see brought back? Because obviously, as you can tell, since episode 100, I retired the games. <laughs> To make complaints, so a complaint about one game means I cancel them all. <laughs> and, <laughs> the e- and the episodes still be about two hours long. Yeah, they've been as long as ever. Uh, uh, and I'll be sound effects will be making a return. I just have to figure out a new way to do them. Um, what else? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that Will Smith movie. All right, moving on. Venom. 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 We're going to talk about Venom a little later in the show, but right now, Venom is expected to open now open up between sixty and seventy million dollars at the box office, setting new records and whatnot. Um, they be saying about saying that about all kind of. Anytime a movie comes out in a different type of month, you know, like setting that uh, box office record with forty million. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't care. For one, that movie is right around the corner. So um, I can't wait. My question to you. Did Eminem sway you in your opinion of Venom? I'm more like, I'm more biased about it now that when the trailer come on here, Venom. By the way, just for any, if anybody has an opinion on that song, Eminem made that specifically for the movie because the rest of his album is a nothing like that song. Uh, I, it make me want to see him play Carnage for some reason. Eminem at the end of the movie Cause you ain't gotta make a commitment Cause they ain't making a second one <laughs> So It just be him with the, like, Eminem was carnage He would be in a world of shock When they came back like We actually gonna green light this Venom too So well, you ready to come it. back as carnage <laughs> I'm not gonna do it <laughs> That was for the cameo I did cameos in multiple movies And I was watching the uh, Eminem Kamikaze interviews And for one Saw um, That he had a little gut And I was like I thought Eminem was in shape that's what he was in shape when he was performing. Right. That's why I was like, maybe it's like the shirt or the screen. Girl, but he, it, it must have been to get the strap shirt. But about to say, because he kept covering up. He kept coming up like you know how people got guts be trying to cover up their stomach. Yeah, probably how he was sitting. So, something. And then um, he has like a little twitch with his eyes. Oh and, yeah. And it was making me think back to like when he was supposed to do Southpaw and how Jake Gyllenhaal the, he took over the character and in the movie. Jake Gyllenhaal's character kind of got like like a little blinky. Yeah, so I was like, this, did he, he was take- real blinky in a uh, Nightcrawler and in um, what's it called? Prisoners. He gave his character that little trait of like a little twitch and t- oh yeah, kind of thing. So was, he got the actual blink. Right. <laughs> I thought he said it was a character trait that he added, but he didn't want to. This is for prisoners that he added, but didn't want to have like any background information given on it. Just like you yeah, know how yeah, people. That's a good movie. Active milkshake seen that. That's a great movie. That's a movie that I just always have the urge to watch, but I don't have it. So I'll always be going on Amazon link. Should I click the purchase link? Cause I really do want to see this movie again. Let me write that down. But um, so yeah, so I was thinking about like, did Jake Gyllenhaal take that Twitch from Eminem? Like watching them somehow? Just because his character mean. was gonna be if Eminem. Jake Gyllenhaal did that. Eminem <laughs> used to be addicted to drugs. <laughs> He was like, I noticed that you do this little twitch in your character er, in real life. So since you was about to play this role, I'm about to I'm gonna bring over some little piece of you. But all right, right. continue on quickly. Ray Park said he would choreograph lightsaber battles for new Star Wars movies. If you don't know who Ray Park is, he played Darth Maul. Um, 
does this does the upcoming Star Wars movies need him for mm-hmm. the lightsaber batters, battles in particular? Not necessarily, seem to be doing fine without him doing the uh, lightsaber battles. Uh, I mean, if he wants to be a part of it, sure, come on. But if not. Alright <laughs> Get Ico Ico U-Ace or whatever yeah. We already wasted him once We can yeah. waste him again See I think what Based off of what I've seen so far Their battles seem Well at least in the in Force Awakens They were so raw And I thought that's what was dope about them In the second one They were more um, More choreographed And more developed Which I thought was still dope But I enjoyed the rawness of the first one More than I enjoyed the the choreography of the second one. So if you're bringing something like wild to the table, I'm talking like something we haven't seen before, then I'll be down with it. But if you're just going to bring like a, just a slight upgrade, then they cool where they at because they barely do lightsaber battles in these movies anyway. So Man. that's not really the, where the problem lies with these Star Wars movies. And just uh, before we move on to the punishment segment, just want to mention that Zombieland, the Zombieland director, Ruben uh, Fleischer, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, uh, said that production for the sequel will start in January, so they bringing everybody back: my girl Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Abigail Breslin. What does Abigail Breslin look like now? I think she probably looks. Because what's the last movie she did? I have no clue. Let's see. So I can't wait for this to get started. I want to know what them salaries is looking like, and if they just doing it for the love, or they just doing it for the check. But, let's, see, um, let's see if she has an Instagram. Instagram. I'm talking Instagrams. No PB&J, but it might not be Thanksgiving, but I keep that ham. <sighs> Write down a piece of paper and then ball it up and throw it away. <laughs> and then dig it out the trash. No, so you can dig it out the trash and remember nah. it later. Nah, All right, let's see what Abby B look like. Uh, she putting out, She an artist now? Mm. Oh, her name is Sophomore. My, my, my apologies. <laughs> She's a singer. Yeah. Or is she like a drawer? Or is that a band or something? Oh, that's an artist. She ain't got no. She must have. She better have put this up a couple minutes ago. Because she ain't got the new flowers. I know this is the right one. Who is she, me? Yeah, there's Abigail Breslin. Blue check next to it. <laughs> and then when you click on her music. 380 followers, and this is a link from her <laughs> official page. Right, but I'm trying to see a regular picture of her. Ay, 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 alpha five. No this is her boyfriend. Ugh. I'm trying to see a regular picture of Abby B to see what she looked like as an adult. She is. Oh, she was in music school or something. Oh, so she took a break. So she looks like a. Uh... Slightly older version of the girl from Shameless. <laughs> and she got like a boring Instagram. <laughs> She's a musician. She's working on her craft. No witches. Yeah, I mean, that's how we go uh, get that sophomore album. <laughs> All right. Moving <laughs> to the punishment segment of let me, show. Let, me, let me see if I can bump some of this Abby B. Abby, new Abby B. We got LBL, Abby B, PMB, Rock. Abby B, Rock. Why won't this play? 
Because it's too fire to come out your little iPhone. Well, then, it will not play. And I. Oh, here we go. That's a, started going in the direction I didn't expect. That's about what all the other music, <laughs> uh, white pop music sounds like on the radio. Abby B and Ansel need to di- team up. Nah, we know. <laughs> Ansel, I'm like, I'm sorry. He ain't got the vocals I need for my records. Uh, all right, moving on to the punishment segment of the show. I got one nominee, and you can lob another one in. But this person, her thing is getting nominated for two different reasons. So you can pick the reason. <laughs> uh, first up, we got Venom. For, Venom for having a PG thirteen rating, something that we've been dreading since when the rumors were coming up. <laughs> but it's official now, PG thirteen rating yep. to allegedly uh, heighten the chances of it crossing over with Spider Man. <laughs> and your next nominee is Venom before <laughs> not coming out with any action figures for <laughs> for the for the Venom movie. Hold on. When I was at Target, I was walking by. They got some new joints out, all kind of action figures. New Marvel Legends? Just, yeah, new Marvel Legends. Just looking through them. And I walked to the front of the aisle. See a big old Carnage action figure. Next to it, I see a big old Venom action figure. Okay. And I was like, why'd they make a Carnage action <laughs> figure if he's supposedly not in this movie? Then I saw a riot, little small little riot one. I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay, so maybe they do. But it was at the front. It looked. I should have took a picture because it looked. It was looked weird. Like they wasn't like they had to put that stuff out, but they didn't want to put the same effort they do when like when Black Panther come out. Yeah, pictures, mask, like, all kind of stuff. Infinity Wars, <laughs> Matt Shields, Hawk Fist, <laughs> Venom. Like Ant Man toys and Ant Man uh, even in the movie. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I was I was just reading somewhere where they said that they're not putting up putting out toys for the movie based on the movie, but they might do it later. So it makes me think so is what are these little toys I seen? It makes me think if they dearly didn't put out toys yet, was the movie originally gonna be rated R because mm-hmm. I don't, they don't put out like action figures for those type of movies, but the a, a lot of the reasons these movies are PG thirteen, not only you know to be family friendly, but they wanna sell these toys and all this stuff to kids, and they don't want to do it if it's too adult material. So, it makes me think, like, uh, brings it back to the other reason it's on punishment, for it's PG-13 rating. So, it makes me think it was originally really supposed to be rated R, like we thought this whole time. And then the business execs behind the whole thing saw the success of Spider-Man and saw where their movie was going and maybe was like, and started getting cold feet. And like, okay, maybe if we just take some violence out here and some little of this out there, we can cut the movie to a PG-13 rating mm-hmm. and then increase the chances that maybe we can Probably make a cut deal some with... cuss words out. Yeah, and make a deal with MCU and bam. I don't know. Either way, I'm putting Venom on punishment for those two different reasons. Basically saying... I feel like y'all really wanted to be rated R. Got scared. Y'all was really feeling yourselves after Logan came out. Y'all got scared and y'all think that. I know the words like crazy. That's your only saving grace. I know the words like crazy. That song. It's slim Shady. 
But um, yeah, so I feel like y'all Kofi, y'all was really hit pumping y'all's chest up like, yo, we about to draw this rated R Venom. It's about to be dope. It's really about to be. It's really about to cater to the character like you know, you've never seen before, Tofu Grace. So we really about to Topher. kill him with that. Might and as well have had Ashton Kutcher play him. Uh, that would this one. That would have been worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we all know. We went over the research. Adam Ashton Kutcher doesn't have good movies. Yeah. Good re- uh, good review, good reviewed movies. So, yeah, Venom, you got scared. Y'all, the, Venom. Biz- the business execs always at the last minute like, eh, well, maybe it would be better off being 53. So... You are on Punishment Venom. Everybody who made a decision for the, uh, the producers and all the business execs, go sit in the corner and really think about, <laughs> is this PG-13 rating the best idea? Now, all cards are off the table. The movie's actually good. Yeah. But as we're about to guess in this upcoming Rotten Tomatoes segment, maybe people think it's going to be good. Maybe they don't think it's going to be good. So we're going to see. In semi-reference to what we're talking about. I'm just scrolling down after trying to see if there was these Venom action figures. Two headlines I see. Uh, Iggy Azalea gets roasted instantly after slamming Eminem. Yeah, she was wilding. Next headline, Machine Gun Kelly got booed into oblivion. I don't know if my phone is tailored to pull up <laughs> stuff. Booed into oblivion. <laughs> I did read on the video that was like circulating. <laughs> the boos were enhanced. <laughs> so you got that little juice to it. <laughs> So I meant to watch that video because if you enhance the booze, they gotta sound crazy. Let me see. They Boom! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish MGK would uh, slender Eminem while I'm at a concert of MGKs. Yeah. I'd sit in the crowd and say nothing but be mad. <laughs> <laughs> a Machine Gun Kelly concert. Yeah, I've been to one of those, and that was way back oh, in the yeah. day when he opened for Kid Cudi. Oh, he really was. They boosted this because it. They was a, he was doing his little whack machine gun Kelly raps and it was boo. How you boo that consistently? <laughs> that's some talent. Respect to that audience for booing him and not stopping him between your boos. Somebody grab the Clippers. Stu's beard is weird. That is <laughs> whack. This world's strange. It ain't about lyrics no more, y'all. That is over. Uh, he. It's funny he can have funny little liners in his yeah. song, but the ones Eminem has are like well, that's just stupid. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's move on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment of the show. We got movies to resolve. First up, no better. No cake. Uh, I can be going for days. No money. Huh? I said batter, cake, money. I saw this picture. Uh, the Russo brothers um, tweeted out, and they said to look real hard. And apparently, like it could be like a hint at the title or something. Endgame? But apparently, that's what. Notice there's an A and there's an E. Yeah, Endgame. I don't want it to be called that. <laughs> I, but I, I like how that was the rumor, but somebody said, Hey, E, wait. Avengers Eternity? Good, when they've yeah. been calling it Endgame, like that was one of the rumors. <laughs> Eternity, uh, Eternal. Some um, people thought that was a four. Like, e. nah, that is an E. Infinity. <laughs> yeah. In Infinity Wars. Uh, all right, so oh, we got a resolve. First up, uh, we got um, where we are, where we are, where we are at White Boy Rick. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes right now, White Boy Rick has been sliding ever since last week. That thing was in <laughs> first. That thing had an awful review. Then it shot up to like the sixties, and then it's been slowly dropping down ever since. But it's at fifty nine percent right now. Um, so I gave it a sixty six percent. Mm hmm. Close. You gave it a 
63%, making it even closer, giving you the W there. <laughs> um, giving you the victory, moves you up uh, one ahead, okay. 23 to 22. Am I about to tie it up? Let's see. Tie it up like ransom. And we don't have another movie to resolve because the house with the clock in its walls comes out this weekend, has a score on Rotten Tomatoes, but I will wait to the next episode to do it. So we have two movies for this week. First up, your first movie is Smallfoot starring LeBron James. Already got, already got mine. 47. Down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Funny how if you flip yours, it's almost mine. So you said 47. I'm taking that risk. I feel like this don't look that good. I gave it a 76%. Okay. Because you know LeBron is in nothing but great movies. All right. I'm, re- I'm ready to see. I took a big risk. I'll take that L. I'm predicting that this will be the best animated feature of the year. Um, next. I didn't even think of the other animated movies that came out this year. Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. Uh Teen Titans. <laughs> uh, I feel like does, did Pixar not have a movie this year? I don't think Pixar dropped a joint. Did Disney? Uh, ain't dropped one. There wasn't no cartoons this year. <laughs> it was all about live action. Oh yeah, Incredibles. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. So obviously kids love that one. Yeah, so clearly that's easy for Smallfoot to win that category. Um, uh, all right, and last but not least, Venom. Venom. What are you? Fifty percent Venom. <laughs> Right down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was close to what I... Hold on, but Venom could easily be in the 20s. It got that type of potential. I don't go 50. I got to go right down the middle. Piece of bread. All right. <laughs> huh? Maybe I should take my headphones off. I ain't hear what you just said. The bar was hard. I'm just nah. laughing at the way I delivered it. Nah, I don't even get the bar. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's over the head. Yeah, no, it's not over the head. Yamaka. But, oh my gosh, that was whack. Mine was harder. I've given Venom a forty-five. Okay, I can I can see you winning this. That means if I go fifty, it needs to be a high score for them because I can see it being anywhere between one <laughs> and fifty. I will hope you're right just because I want this movie to be good. It's not. I don't know why I went 50. <laughs> I know for sure. 40 is about right. But I'm going to stick with 50. If this movie's in the 20s, it's over. <laughs> Tom Hardy knows. Everybody, he's had to have seen the amount of people that wants him to play Wolverine. And he was like, uh. Because he was probably lied to. Yeah. If you had to rank the, or give a rating for the trailers, what percentage would you give the trailers? I'm going at like a 20-something. Trailers is low. I say I give it a 38 based upon like one of them, based upon like the second one looking a little better than the first one. And the second one spoiled the whole, uh... Yeah, gave away the movie. <laughs> These recent trailers, boy, oh boy, they just said forget it. They showing them fighting his Venom, transforming his Venom, uh, riot show. Okay, so... We actually got some action because I was about to say the reason I got the trailer so low is because the action that I seen in like the first two trailers was totes. 
I mean, this, this one looks, it makes it look whacker. And then the only thing that makes it a little better is when you throw in that Eminem song. <laughs> and so then you nod in your head, but then you're still watching that same stuff. So you know, so the movie going to end off on a high note when them credits roll, because yep. we know we're going to get that, them bars, but everything up. All right, so for Smallfoot, I'm giving it a 76%. You're going with a 47 for Venom, I am going with a 45. You're going with a right down the middle bread. 50. So Right down the middle bread? What is it? What movie or Blu-rays? We do this every single year. Every single episode. Blu-rays, I'll say. But there's only one Blu-ray this week, and that's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I won't put that at up. All right, since I own the first one, and I, I, I am in the minority... Saying I like the second one better than Jurassic, just Jurassic World. So I'll put it, except as a gif. All right, and then let me find one throwback. Uh, how do you get the bad boy? T-Mac on Raptors jersey. Did I do? I did a beauty shop, didn't I? Yeah, I yeah. did. Uh, did I do Gone Girl as a throwback? Mm, no, but that's I own that movie. Yeah, and even if I same. didn't, it'd be a must own. There's Lily. They did not release any old movies. Of any, let's see. Yep, so I guess that's it for this week. All right, what movie you plan on seeing before the next episode? Uh, the fact that I've been so out of the loop, despite the fact I've actually been watching movies. What I can't remember what comes out this weekend. Really, just a house with a clock in its walls. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the poorly reviewed life itself. All right, so I'll probably... Or if you can find a theater that got the Sister Brothers playing. Oh, wait, Assassin's Nation will be playing at one theater around here. See, at least I, one theater. I, can't, I ain't got time for that. It took long enough for me to see 8th grade because of their nonsense and their tomfoolery. So you got two really good-looking indie movies, a bad, a great cast and a bad movie, and that's life itself, and a movie <laughs> that I have no interest in seeing with Jack Black with that long title. Yeah, I really don't want to see that even. And that's like that's an Eli Roth movie. Really? I think so. Let me double check before I just made up a stat. <laughs> I say that maybe I will see it, even though it's not like he throws out the best movies. The house. That's a very weird movie for him to make. Hey, if I'm not on. mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's Eli Roth. I mean, this. De- yep, it says an entertaining PG detour of for gore yep. maestro Eli Roth. <laughs> oh no, this is like when Robert Rodriguez might be another Spy Kids. Mm-hmm. From Robert. This Rod- looks so much like Goosebumps, especially with Jack Black in it. Yep, Eli Roth. I just don't want to go to the box office. He like, must have been like, I'm not getting any bread from the movies I'm doing. But Kate Blanchett is in this movie, so uh-huh. you think that it might be a little decent. Because she ain't just taking anything. Yeah, but I'll probably stay home and watch. <laughs> probably just stay home. Either uh, Slice uh, with Chance the Rapper, Zazie Beats, Paul Shear, or I'll watch... Uh, Heartbeats Loud with Kiersey Clemens, Nick Offerman, and uh, Sarah Lane. Or maybe Searching with a very far chance that I watch The Nun. <laughs> Don't watch that when it's sleepy time. Um, <laughs> for me, it That'd was- be better for me to fall asleep in it and still say I've seen it. And it was <laughs> whack. Um, for myself, I will be seeing... Either A Simple Favor or White Boy Rick starring YG. You can listen to um, the Share the Door podcast. We do Friend Mary Kill with uh, YG, Anna Kendrick, and um, Olivia Munn. You can see my reason for where I put YG at. Um, <laughs> Real quick, uh, when's the last time a director's had two movies come out that he directed in a year? 
Who did it? It was like a big. I don't know if it was recent, but I remember a big name director did it. I just don't remember if it was recent or not. Nobody's gonna acknowledge how Eli Roth is doing it with Death Wish and the House of the Cucks. Because Death Wish feels like it was shot a thousand yeah, years ago. Yeah, we all ago. know that was shot a while ago, but that's still like, dang. <laughs> that, that seems very wild. When actors do it, it's not as crazy, but a director. He produced Baywatch? Yeah. What in the. He got a. There are some like people who like had one good movie, so and they do like the same type of thing, so it keeps them in like good graces. Well, he hasn't had that really many good movies in his career. Nope, he did Cabin Fever. The first was okay. Hostel Part Hostel Two. Was, the Hostel movies is really was like Eli Roth is crazy. Uh, the fake trailer, the grind, Grindhouse trailer. <laughs> uh, well, he produced Last Exorcism. No. Um, he produced and wrote and uh, Aftershock. Didn't see the it. man with the iron fist. Definitely not. Uh, he produced the Last Exorcism Part Two. Um, the Green Inferno. He did, of course. Uh, the Stranger. Nope. Clown. What is that? I have no clue. Um, he wrote, directed, produced. Um, knock Knock. Don't know what that is. I actually wanted to watch. That was with Keanu Reeves. Mm. Um, the reboot to Cabin Fever. He produced. He produced Baywatch. Uh-huh. Now he's directed. This year, Death Wish and the House with Clocks on his wall. So he got one miss. What's his reasonable movies? Uh, it's Hostel. Cabin Fever and Hostel. <laughs> Hostel was so nuts. And then, and then that got him into his little grindhouse, little things. I could have sworn he did more than just be in Piranha 3D. Probably. I actually liked The Last Exorcism. I was one of them rare people. Yeah, I didn't like those movies. I know one was better than the other, but I did not like them. That was back when them found footage scary movies was coming yeah. out. Like Last Exorcism Clockwork. Part 2 was so much different than the first one for some reason. But anyways, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what comes after what we've seen. Oh, is it, is it, is it who sucks or is it? Uh, no, nah, we say goodbye. Oh, okay. Goodbye. It's your boy. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> it's your boy, Leo Warshabod, a.k.a. Thug Bellina, a.k.a. Young Denzel, O'Shea Bretz in the third, Slim Nate, a.k.a. Slim Pickens. I swear to Bob, if I don't get a one one and one record by this next Monday, I don't know if we'll do another podcast for them where I have time to <laughs> say we finally got a W, but them Steelers quit playing with my emotions because I'll move on from football in a heartbeat and focus on fantasy. <laughs> so I already know who it is. It's your boy, uh, Black Boy Nate. Uh, not to be confused with Black Boy JB. I'm about to say <laughs> Black Boy JB. And um, Rolly, man, you already know who it is. Let your Rolly wings fly. Uh, listen to Share the Door podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, first three episodes on the Great Musical SoundCloud. You gotta do this in your ears. <laughs> yeah, pause. The Great Musical podcast on SoundCloud.com/slash The Great Musical. You can listen to episode twelve on the Lil B Gyllenhaal feed on Apple Podcast. Fan- fantastical on. Instagram as well as Nah, I ain't gonna drop that yet. It's Joaquin Penny's worth aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya, Taylor Joy Van Zant, aka Kai Dallas Sign, aka Chorus Kojo, it's Cool Breeze, Thug Apatow, the Hibachi Chef, Neon Ember, uh Raymond Kane, Uncle Hami. Sweet lady, would you be mine? My sweet love for a lifetime. 
I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Uh, shout out to Ansel Egg, Elgert, uh, Ansel the baby. Egg. <laughs> Ansel Egg, the baby driver. Uh, Taylor Kish sucks. Nina Dobrev sucks. Joey King sucks. Shout out to Joey King. Romney Malco sucks. Chingy sucks. Nat Wolf sucks. Alex Rose sucks. Jack Courtney sucks. Jack Courtney, you're starting to fade off. Not that your work is getting you off of it. You're fading off because you're not doing anything. Robin, he got a movie coming out. Night school. Will you take him off the list if he's funny in this movie? It's got to be like regular, straight up funny. He can't be like annoying or nothing. All right, and with Joey King, will you take her off the list of her new movie, Summer 93? See, I feel like that that movie has to be spectacular because I feel like she (laughs) dug herself too deep, like two movies deep. Romney, (laughs) you're fading off naturally in the way Jack Courtney kind of is, so if you do something decent, I'll take you off of there. Um, Alex Rowe, you're very deep in Nat Wolf. You're doing? your look. Um... Taylor or Theo James watching the YouTube video. You got to do something. You got to come up with it. He has to come out with a banger like Ansel. Or it's over. We know that's not possible. So we'll see. Maybe over the rest of this year and starting next year, we'll see some shifts in that end. Nina Dobrev, you're also, if your TV show is nice and funny, you can fade off too. Somebody would have to tell me that because I ain't watching it. Yeah, I'm definitely not watching it. Uh, Her and Tone Bell as a couple. I don't know who their surrounding cast is, but James' yeah. girlfriend, if he's still with that girl. Oh yeah, uh, me and Moy in the Porsche. So what? Uh, Jane, okay. That's Jaden Smith bars. Okay. If you don't know, I and know. when he says Moy, because he says it in so many different songs, he's talking about Moises Arias from Hannah Montana, his <laughs> best friend. <laughs> don't know how that happened. Wish he had a cooler best friend, but it's all good. Um, all right, yeah, like you said, you can, where you can find Share the Door at my podcast with my lovely significant other, Brianna. Go in our comments and flame her for some of the wild stuff she says. Not me, though, because I'm normal. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Share the Door Podcast. You make sure you have to spell it all out all the way through, or you won't find it. Um, <laughs> she did tell me if you put it in Share the Door and you scroll down a little bit, it'll eventually come up. But Let's see. It ain't on the first, just Share the Door. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud at uh, Share the Door Podcast and The Great Musical. You can find us on iTunes under the Leo B. Gyllenhaal feed. It will be on there until iTunes decides to give my the the SoundCloud for Share the Door the okay. They're being like they're taking forever. Um, Do I got to put it together? Like it got to be? Nah, he's just the spaces apparently. But once you put the podcast, it'll come right up. Uh, okay. I don't know how far it takes when you just put Share the Door there. Oh, there okay, you go. first page. Um, right above Whitney Houston and a song that doesn't even yeah, have that's, disres- the door that's the disrespectful. <laughs> that's when you just start putting whatever results you feel like putting up there. Oh man. Um, what else? Uh, find us on Instagram. I'm gonna finally start promoting this thing because I finally decided to put the Instagram together all the way through. So you can find Disney. that at Share the Door. And um, this has been another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal. I think I just said that. Um, uh, but earlier. <laughs> and, oh man. Uh, guess it's Goodbye. Time. Yeah. Uh, you know how we gotta end this thing with the yeah. Who wrote that? Uh, what did Jermaine Dupri? What song did he write for Usher? Oh, John.